Not friend? I never met him. Never? Who is he? May I ask? Hattori Hanso. Hello everyone and welcome back to the movie calendar. My name is Lee. And my name is Terence. And this week we're going to be talking all about Quentin Tarantino's jump into the Kung Fu flick, Kill Bill Volume 1. Volume 1. Not Volume 2, two separate episodes. We're not doing any whole bloody affairs, not on this podcast. One only. Correct. Next episode is Kill Bill Volume 1. Two. Two. Correct. <laughs> I just I just realized we usually say that at the end of the episode. Oh, no, it's fine. Everyone knows people have come here from uh, last week's amazing episode about Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we are totally recording this on a completely different day to that one. We haven't just finished recording that one and then jumping into this one. We promise. I didn't just change my shirt. Yeah. Refill my glass. <laughs> a little bit of a... Uh, a peek behind the curtain, as they say in the biz. We can do a couple at once. Now, if it is your first time here, welcome. If this is a film that you absolutely adore like we do, we are going to be singing its praises. We are here to celebrate cinema. That is the entire point of the movie calendar. There are time codes in the description below to, if you want to jump around to your favorite segment. Um, we're going to be talking about the characters and the style and the action, um, the heightened sense of realism, all of that stuff before mm. getting into our regular scheduled programming of hashtag what about when and then adding the film to the movie calendar. Yes, and if you want to contribute with any of these things that you are about to hear, especially with What About When, or you just want to see what's coming up, or you want to get in contact with us, please follow us on all the socials. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. We are at the Movie Cal. We are also at, uh, what are we at? We're at themoviecal at gmail.com. And we have a website, themoviecalendar.com. So please get in touch with us like that. It's a great way to get your What About Whens and explain them in an email or jump into the comments in insta we've got a yep. couple uh or we've got one at least uh for this week from instagram uh as well as our own yes but yes that's how you can see what we're doing it's the best way to see the episodes coming up and make sure you get your voice heard on the episode before you record it yeah amazing if you haven't subscribed as well um please do so we're, we're pretty close to hitting pretty close to hitting a milestone achievement in that so uh yeah although we, oh well with the pulp fiction episode released maybe we've maybe we've hit it Maybe. I guess we'll find out. That's very exciting. It's a mile pebble moving into a milestone. <laughs> yeah, a mile grain of sand that we're about to hit, but it doesn't matter. Not that we don't really care too much about the numbers, but it's it's fun. It's fun to hang out with you. The contributions that we get for week to week are, are amazing and we, we love it. We want more. Yep. So Kill Bill, Volume 1. Kill Bill, Volume 1. So this is Tarantino's fourth outing as director. How do you know this? It's very common knowledge. It's not hard to find that. No, it's kind of because it says it at the beginning of the film. Oh, it does too. The fourth <laughs> film by Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah, wow. That's right. We host a podcast was, together. You're teeing me up. And he I, usually does that to me. My goodness. And I usually do what you just did. I drop the ball many times. I've had dinner now. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, his fourth film. Yeah, fourth film by Quentin Tarantino. So yeah, he's done Reservoir Dogs. Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and now Kill Bill. Now, he does count Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2 as one film, so he can sort of get away with making something else, which it was always intended to be that one film. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, late into the into the production of uh, of the movie that was decided by the studio and by Tarantino to split it up. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. If you haven't seen the film, 
Um, spoilers ahead, we are going to be talking about it as if you have seen it. Yes. Um, this movie, fair warning, if you if you haven't seen it before, hyper violent, but it is very stylized. But yeah, if, if blood is not a thing that you can really do, um, maybe this one's not for you. But as we've been saying for director December so far, you know whether or not you're going to be watching a Tarantino film. Hyper violent is a good way of saying it. Yeah. And yeah, massive spoilers. And yeah, if it's too much already and you think this is too revealing, go watch it first, come back to the episode and uh, see what we have to say about it. Yeah, this is, again, also, this is only a discussion about volume one. So volume two is your jam um, and you've discovered this and that one is out, then by all means, jump into there. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to be talking about characters' names like... Um, he, he beeped it out, which is why I was able to say it. Because <laughs> we talked <laughs> we about, about it. We talked about it. like, can we, can we say the character's name? <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to say his name. No, no, no. Right. Perfect. Oh, that's too good. <laughs> I caught him off guard. Can't that was, you that did was that. That was fun. That's you awesome. You forget that it's not live. Like we can, yeah, we so can edit cool. this. It's great. Imagine <laughs> just doing a live episode. That'd be so funny. Even we, though we don't really edit it, we make sure with swearing and stuff. We try and keep it clean mm. too. So we kind of know there's some swearing. It doesn't yeah. really throw me. But that was like, <laughs> Real. what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to watch this back and see your oh, face. That would have been glorious. Great, great. But we, we, yeah, so we're we not gonna won't be, be talking about Kill Bill. No, so there's two. not going to be a whole lot of talk about Bud or um, a little bit about Elle Driver because she's in this she's film. In this. But yeah, anything that happens in the second one will be saved for that discussion. So yeah, this one specifically for volume number one. Is there anywhere in particular, Terence, you would like to start? Maybe at the beginning with that awesome opening of that kind of retro, oh. like... Uh, celluloid no I'm talking before that I'm talking with the dun, 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 presentation dun, 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 feature dun, dun, dun. yeah oh, our feature I, presentation as soon as I saw that it's I just glorious Whoa, yeah I feel good yep I realised this hyper violence right oh my phone nearly fell off my lap <laughs> the hyper violence goes right to the hyper sensation of going back in time watching classic film on a did they what what was the size of the 35 millimeter projection yeah 16 mil i can i could while i was watching this i could nearly hear the projection happening behind me you know and just this little intro title screen was just you can hear the scratches like oh man Anyway, yeah, sorry. Now we should probably start talking about the movie. No, that's part of the that's movie, man. Where that's like it's right the at the beginning. Right? I love that. Yeah, no, like we talked about in the, or both in Reservoir Dogs and the Pulp Fiction episodes, like Tarantino knows how to open a movie. Mm. Really capture your attention. I think this one, more than most, like opening on this just black and white bloodied mm. shot of this woman who's been, is that your phone? No. Someone's phone just went off. <laughs> That's someone's, fine. Someone's it looking for it. If you just heard a, a chime, it, it, it wasn't you. It was it was us. <laughs> so That's all right. We're a very professional podcast. We're going to activate all your smart home devices by saying a phrase. No, don't, the... don't say that. We won't. Um, yeah, he knows how to open a film. And yeah. by, by having this yeah bruised up bloody woman in a wedding gown is just so striking. And hearing her mm. breathe... Forehead, all you hear is the breath and yeah. the, the crying and then bang we're just on this shot and you just hear this man's voice saying that and this is footsteps yeah this is not me 
being sadistic. This is being masochistic. And then Bill, it's my most masochistic. This is, uh, it's your baby. And then bang, gunshot to the head, cut to black. That is the opening of the film. And if you're not grabbed in from that moment on, then this film is not for you because it it grabs you really hard. What an opening shot. Like just the, the blood splatter on the, on the floor next to her head where you, when it cuts the black, you, you rewatch it in your mind and say, hang on, did he, did she actually get shot? What is going on here? Exactly. What an opening. And then straight into that song. Which one? Nancy Sinatra, Baby Shot Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Oh, yeah. Which one? I went blank for a second now. (laughs) Wait, we just... I just saw you had an out-of-body experience. That was fun. So haunting. Yeah. Such a beautiful track. I have... I have, because I stream, I'm all digital, so I stream all of my music. And for some reason, that song, I don't know whether it's by design or not, but the lyrics and the music are on right left. So it's super annoying to listen to with headphones on. Uh, but that's just a, a small gripe that I have with mm. it. But otherwise, it's it's beautiful, haunting in this film. A lot of devices, Gorgeous. you can switch to mono so you can hear it on both. I'm not that tech savvy. It's designed for people who are hearing impaired who can't hear from one ear. They can hear it. I appreciate that. That's really good. Beatles do that a lot. The Beatles do a lot of panning left to right. A lot. Fun. We do it here on the podcast. headphones. And then Terrence fixes it in post. Yeah, I just put it through. Everyone can hear everything. (laughs) Yeah, everyone can hear everything perfectly. But we are in stereo. If you want to hear a stereo episode, please put a comment below and maybe we can release a special (laughs) edition or something like that. Gross. Okay mention of music music unbelievable mm. unbelievable we spoke about it in Pulp Fiction we've spoken about it in Reservoir Dogs he doesn't disappoint he doesn't disappoint in Jackie Brown he doesn't disappoint in anything else that I've seen or did Inglorious Bastards have an incredible soundtrack probably did yeah but uh, the music incredible I had that as my I recorded that on I had some old illegal like, recording slide Did up you go into phone a and record. And I no, not in the cinema. I had it on DVD, and I like the it was the the DVD menu music was that, and I waited for the part. It was like do dun do dun do dun do dun, and then I hit record on my phone and go da 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 da, and I would yeah, and I had that as my ringtone for years. And now my ringtone, funnily enough, with this film is the is the whistle that L Driver does in the hospital. I'm not even going to try. I could do it, but I'm not going to try it. I won't yeah. be able. No, I won't whistle it either. So good. Do you it's, reckon she's actually whistling that? Uh, probably not. But that's okay. It's a bit of movie magic. That's what we're yeah. here for. I don't see her cheeks going in and out. No, she kind of breathes. So just pursing, pursing her lips pursing and, and breathing at the right the, point. The whole Yep. I didn't see her. See, I didn't whistle. I just made the noises. <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about. Oh, that, one. Doing it. Yeah, that one. <laughs> but I no, I have had it. that as my ringtone. And I bought that one from the app store uh, years ago. Wow. Yeah, probably six or seven years ago. Unbelievable. Imagine. Unbelievable soundtrack. Yeah. Just as iconic for me, this soundtrack, yeah. as Pulp Fiction, as Reservoir Dogs. All three of these. All three of these. I own them on CDs digitize them yep now listen to them everywhere they're absolutely absolutely so stunning good. all of this the music in this film whether it's like a song or just a bit of score they're all sampled from old films uh, that Tarantino loves and, just, and had soundtracks for and, oh, wow. and just used them all so yeah when we say that Tarantino homages other films uh, ever so brilliantly this movie is just full of them everything mm. from the yellow jumpsuit that the bride wears in the House of Blue Leaves uh, is, is based off Game of Death with Bruce Lee 
Uh, he wears oh, pretty yeah, much that yeah. exact outfit. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, there's there's so much that he, but he also adds his own flair onto it. Right, the soundtrack's amazing. I th- we should just probably go through this one fairly linear. I think would be a good idea. Okay, we jump into chapter uh, chapter one. So that so was we'll the go prologue by chapters. Yeah. Yep, All I right. think we'll break this one up by chapters. So chapter one, which is just titled the number two. two with a circle around it. Yeah, and we see the house the house out the front in the suburbs and it's all like all the colors like instantly are just it's Happy. it's so oversaturated like everything like, the saturation was just dialed way up like yeah. it, like it looks fake yeah like it looks like a, a, a painting a film like a it, it's a picture it's not real yeah it's meant to be not real it's yeah. meant to, it's meant to be a fake it's a visage yeah a facade which is like a visage a, a visage a, a facade or a facade <laughs> it's a facasha and uh, <laughs> And it's it's like this is it's such a departure for the way that Tarantino makes his films look. Like this is him yeah. really flexing in a way that he has never had the opportunity or the or the want to do before. Yeah. So everything's always been kind of very real and grounded, heightened with the dialogue mm-hmm. uh, and and some of the violence. But really gritty. But very gritty and like yeah. showing consequences and uh, and here he really gets to, to to get his a different set of paintbrushes out and just slap on the canvas in any way that he wants. Like, this is his kind of... Yeah. Who was the who was the drip painter? The famous drip painter. Was Pollock? Pollock. Jackson Pollock. He gets to Jackson Pollock all over this yeah. film. Yeah. Didn't think I'd know that one, did you? I was trying to think of the quote from Guardians of the Galaxy, where Star-Lord was like... She's like... Gamora's like... Quill, you're, one you're, or two? I haven't seen two. One. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Quill, your ship it. is filthy. It's like, oh, she has no idea. Fight a black light... <laughs> It looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> I was quite surprised he knew that reference. I think he yeah, no, Star Lord like, wouldn't know. He was that. like eight years old when someone he wrote there. that for you. Yeah, that's a bit of written dialogue. Well, Jackson Pollock is also mentioned in another episode that we did. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Thank you very much. Ding. Pointing to the card. Link to the other episode. Up. My yep. mustache is not behaving today. It's going up my nose and making it itchy. I keep touching my face. <laughs> Apologies to everyone. Must look horrible. Any mustachioed people out there know exactly the uh, the plight oh, that you are living with when the when the the odd hair just curls the opposite way. It's tickling my nose. Gets right. You in don't there, need to it? know this if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app of choice. We do have a YouTube version, which is why I called it out because <laughs> people would have been like, "Why is he touching his face so much?" <laughs> but yeah, that's why, and I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, but no, when the the bride goes up to the front door at uh, at Vivica A Fox's house. Yes. Vivica A. Fox, also known as Vanita Green. Vanita Green, and uh, uh, with her good husband, the Doctor Jamie Bell. Doctor Jamie Bell. So the bell has three bells on the on the letterbox. So Vanita Green, also known as. Uh, uh, you want her code name? Uh, is it? Do it. Do it. Is it Cottonmouth? Cottonmouth. Yes. I don't want to get. Or Copperhead. Wrong. Copperhead. They're both bad snakes. It's Copperhead. I knew that. Cottonmouth is Orenishi. Copperhead. Copperhead. Uh, she should have been Black Mamba. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> she, so cool. That is so cool. I should have been Black Mamba. Um, the, the fight, the opening fight scene is amazing. I did not know that Tarantino could direct action like this. Like it's so... It's so visceral and there's so many quick, sharp cuts, but you never get lost. You know what's happening mm. and it's brutal. Like you see them get hurt and just watching these two women just try to kill each other in a lounge yeah. room is uh, is 
incredible to watch. They both got such good, for, for an untrained eye, good close-up knife handling skills. They I do, mean, they would yeah. Have been, they would have been trained to do this, but I was impressed watching how they changed grip of the knives and even like behind the backs and just little things like that. I think when they're kind of like in the scorpion standoff pose as you see fighters do as um the bride just readjusts the grip on her knife to invert it and i'm like there's someone's gonna die this is not good but you're right there's real danger it was it was shot so beautifully you don't get lost in it there's a lot of close-up but there are there are nice wide scenes but it's not bang 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 bang. it's you know watch a move okay cut to a different angle and watch another well like this opening scene was this opening scene was like Cut, 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 cut. But, yeah, not, but, but not, not in a not in like a shaky cam horrible right. way. It was shaky like you cam, could still follow. So close that you yeah, can't nah. tell what's happening. Yeah. No, no. Which which directors do that trick when their actors like can't do stunts because it hides their really bad physical performances. But yeah. this one, you get to see them in action. Yeah. And yeah, the amount of stunt work that they would have had to have done, the training, the martial arts fight training they would mm. have had to have done to pull this off convincingly is incredible. Huge shout out to uh, Kiwi New Zealander Zoe Bell who is a, a stunt woman. You would have seen her in a bunch of Tarantino films after this one. This was her first okay. her first one that caught uh, that caught Tarantino's eye. Who was uh, she? She doubles for? Uma Thurman. Okay. Uh, and because her name is Zoe Bell, you know the, the sign at the front of the house, the bells? Oh, yeah. She got to keep that after the wrap uh, and she gave it to her parents because they're the bells and they, they still have that as a... No. At their front, yeah, which is super cute. I thought. Do they use like it at the front of the house? I don't know whether they have it. I don't know whether they use it at the front of the house or not, but they have it. That's awesome. That's or, cool. Or had it. The movie tr- memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Um, I was going to mention something about this fight scene. Oh, yes, the hyper stylization of everything. Uh, one thing I noticed with this fight scene that also got me in the mood for this this outer world experience, this not real world which helps me settle with things when i think it's too realistic i get i get uneasy and it becomes a different experience so to be able to step away from it was every time a knife moved you'd hear the yeah you know of of the knife blade and you're like well you're just twisting it but uh, after the first couple of those i'm like okay i know why we're doing this we're having a bit of fun this is a movie Yeah. yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a movie it's designed to be enjoyed yeah it's not you're not supposed to you know, think that this is real life at all. Like, well, you know that it's fake. The first scene, you don't. And the, this is the yeah. thing. So the, the introduction to this is extremely, extremely violent and to, extremely to grab, to, graphic. To grab your attention. To grab your attention. But then it goes into this overly saturated, nice, colorful world with all these... Yeah. And then, like, it's like even before the fight starts with them two locking eyes and it does that... Like, yeah, like the yeah, color change. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's yeah. so hammy, and um, it's just all, a simple punch. <laughs> yeah, we also learn so much about the bride's character in this scene as well because when the daughter is getting off the school bus and mm. she's coming home, they're having the the they've locked of the eyes, no dialogue necessary. Yeah, yeah. Vivica A. Fox is so good yeah. in this scene, um, where you can just see her pleading with her eyes, like "Please don't hurt hurt my daughter." Mm-hmm. And then, yep, cool. Knives go behind the back, and they stand side by side so that they're they're equals. No one's no one's got the advantage. And yeah, it's just uh, and so like the bride, as much as she is on this like massive rampage of revenge, because this is a this is a revenge story. Yeah, I haven't done a plot. <laughs> I didn't do a plot summary for any of the films. Yeah. But 
any of Tarantino's films. No, I did it for Res Dog. I didn't do it for Pulp Fiction. How do you do it for Pulp Fiction, though, anyway? It's a story of a thing. You can't. This is a story of revenge. It's right. a, it is a revenge film. Uh, and even though she has this just massive drive to do it, she still has empathy. There's still a human side to her. And I think that is really important because we have to still empathize with this character. If she's just yes. a bloodthirsty, you know, which she has every right to be, like she had a child murdered mm-hmm. uh, and her whole life taken away because yeah. uh, she wanted to escape. Uh, so yeah we should be on a side but yeah to, to have her be somewhat empathetic um, towards other characters in the film I think just good. just the fact that she was bleeding bleeding beaten to a bloody pulp and left for dead and murdered on her wedding day as a pregnant woman yeah I think that's enough to get the audience on side that's it we're on side I don't already, think we right? needed too much we're like yep you go you dead need, you need some though <laughs> like you can't just have a dead behind the eyes plow through and like that would still yeah. be entertaining to see but then there's no real stakes like you have to be able to be on her side in a certain way that when she gets into fights you you still you care like you're like yeah. i don't want her to get hurt you still want to be yeah going for her exactly you want to spook her yeah so yeah, that that set it up really well yeah yeah i i think you are right and that scene where they they hide knives and do the talking, sweating, and bloody blood everywhere. This is an old friend of mummy's. Yeah, this I haven't is... seen it in a long time. Beep. Yeah, I was so gonna do it, but yeah, I was like, no. did I get the quote wrong? Yeah. No, even... yeah, that was pretty good. So, you know what? Are you, what's your name, Nikki? Yeah, she introduces herself, yep. doesn't she? Hi, Nikki. I'm. And then, then Vivica says it again, being like, "Beep, asked you a question." Yeah. How old are you, Nikki? Yeah. That's so funny. I had a little girl once. She'd be about your age now. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like the yeah, the dialogue is great in this film as yeah. well as all Tarantino films are. Far out, and I, I just the way that scene finished when she invites in a kitchen. revenge story of her own. She's like, you know, if one day you want to get back, give yeah. me a call or what? What does she say? Look she me says, up. Uh, it wasn't because she kills after she Benita kills. Green uh, in the kitchen in front of the daughter. Yeah, um, it was not, and she she has that brief moment of oh no and and is is super upset with it within herself the bride of like it was not my intention to do this in front of you and then immediately goes back into killer mode uh and yeah and gives the gives the idea plants the seed of uh, but believe me your mother had it coming uh if if when you get older you still feel raw about it i'll be waiting oh that was awesome yeah good invitation there's a there's so many fan theories about Quentin Tarantino doing a Kill Bill Volume Three, and yeah. it's about her. Yes, yeah, so I've seen a couple of those. Growing things. up and chasing down, it's an, it's a revenge story, but it's against the bride. Oh, so good. Yeah, I've seen. I'm not going to say, but I've seen who they want to play her as well. Oh, really? Like, oh, okay. No, I could I could see that. I Interesting. See that. Yeah, you get the same actor, wouldn't you? If they, oh, if maybe they right. if if, if, if they're she's still, still acting. Yeah, um, I mean Tarantino can get a great performance out of a yeah potato salad like he's he's such a good director you say that like potato salads can't act <laughs> well i've seen some potato salad work and there's a little bit left to be desired i like little bits in that scene in the kitchen you know that the way they have this uh civil conversation and talking about yeah i should have been black mamba mm-hmm. yeah and uh there's still this this uh, anger yeah you can tell that they kind of Obviously. didn't like each other yeah. When they were part of there this was a deadly international assassination squad. 
they were competitive or at least yeah she was competitive to um to the bride yeah um but which is like a which is and we're gonna i'm jumping ahead here but which is like in complete contrast to uh oren ishii where i think that they might have actually been friends like in the oh, okay. because they have that little moment where they're say like silly rabbit tricks are for kids and like that's probably a little inside joke that they had with each yeah. other at some point because they were able to finish the sentence and yeah yeah silly rabbit oh yeah tricks are for kids tricking that's because of her name yeah yeah absolutely oh, oh. like <laughs> stop saying it you'd have to keep you're just giving yourself more work to beep it out <laughs> yeah but it's fun I'm the things it. terence finds fun everybody <laughs> um no, what I want to say in the kitchen was the cool coolness of the brand of cereal. I was going to mention this. I wasn't sure if you picked it up or not. Of course, I would pick would have did picked it up. <laughs> did you read about it or did you see it at the time? No, I saw it. It's called yeah. Kaboom. A Kaboom cereal. The yeah, Kaboom with, cereal, with and she hides a gun in it. In it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great because it's a fake cereal. You know why I was looking at it? Because she says I've got to fix my daughter some cereal. Well, she just so got in from, the afternoon. She got home from school. No, don't give your kid that much sugar. Kids do that when the parents aren't home. That's the afternoon snack. Let's yep. have some sugar cereal. I thought that was amazing. A little bit of uh, divine intervention there, if I can steal from Jules. Oh, sure, if you think Because so. isn't she meant to be a deadly assassin? Yeah. And she can't get someone from like five meters away? Not even. She, two or three meters she away? She probably hasn't been in a fight for a while, I'd imagine. But um, Excuses, excuses. It's like riding a bike, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, you, you just get back up, but... I don't know where you're going with that one. You're trying to make it. No, no, I just didn't get it. I'm sorry. No, no, I wasn't trying to do anything. (laughs) No, but I thought it was really cool. But she missed. Why why would she miss? Could you imagine if she'd have hit her in the head and then that was the end of the film? (laughs) Yeah, but it's not like a choose your own adventure. And then partway through, you realize, oh, too bad. That film lasted four minutes. She just missed. She knew the stakes. And there were a whole heap of, there was a picture of knives up on the the board. Her her thing, I think, was more edged weapons. I think because... The, the bride says it. It's like, Bill said that you were the best woman he ever saw with an edged weapon. Who? Wait. The bride says it to... Vivica Vanita. Fox. Vanita Green is the edged weapon. Yeah, which is why she's, she probably wasn't the, the gun person. Oh. Has one in the house for safety, but that wasn't her skill she set. She doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Fine. Great shots. You know, this film, like with every other Tarantino but this one especially he really plays with his cinematography very much he loves these he's experimenting a lot with different shots I think and yep. just going you know what I'm going to do it this time and walking into the kitchen was the first time I, I felt this was when they had that top down view of the kitchen and the camera followed across the walls you know they built these sets that didn't have ceilings and actually took the cameras yep. outside of them the shot in the house of times. blue leaves that really long tracking shot that goes on forever, it seems like. Which one are you talking it about? It starts with his character going down the stairs and it shows the bride at the bar and then comes back and goes around into oh, yes. the bathroom. It's just... Like the the entrance when you walk yeah, in. Yeah. It's stunning yeah. photography. Like that, it, it took... Apparently it took like days and days of rehearsing mm. for them to, to do it. Oh, they, yeah. And like 17 takes or something, but they, oh. they got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So weird. many moving parts. And at the end of that scene, they fade to um, Sophie. Sophie Fatale. Sophie Fatale in the in the bathroom and yep. do that little cross fade there. I thought, oh, that was interesting. Are we back there already? What is yep. going on? Yeah. It was it was great. But yes, we are jumping. Getting ahead of it. We're jumping. So the next, the next little bit in the chapter is um, uh, chapter two, The Blood Splattered Bride, where we see 
the scene. We see the scene. We see the the massacre the in the church, and uh, <laughs> an Arlene Machiavelli. <laughs> That's a fake. That's a fake. The bride's name. Yes. On the on the wedding certificate. Yep. And we get the introduction to the incredible Michael Parks, uh, such an incredible character actor, uh, and he's going to show up again in Kill Bill Volume. Two, oh, which I'm he? going to talk more about him in in that, but I think he's such an incredible performer. No, I have seen Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh, you just haven't watched it recently, like when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> 2004. I, I know they go hand in hand, and it will be another watch. So before we started recording, we're talking a little bit about it, and I'm thinking, wait, wait, I, I don't remember. That. I don't remember those <laughs> things. Just whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, let's so watch it. Terence is going to watch Volume Two. I haven't watched Volume Two like this year. But yeah. I've seen it so much that I oh, know cool. it back to front anyway. Beautiful. I think Beautiful. It probably, it's probably my second most watched Tarantino film. Okay, I'm going to have a great time watching it. Yeah, I, I mean the, the volume one and volume two, I, I collectively put them as one film as well. Now, Michael Park? Parks. Parks. So he plays the... Sh- the sh- is he the sheriff? I'd say so. Why not? He walks into the uh, into the chapel yeah. with his son. And who that who that is actually his son. I know. I was, I was wondering if you knew that. You, you didn't know that before we started recording. I told you and you were like, that's so cool. Are you trying to play me, cool now? Let me have one. Sorry. Let me have one. I should have edited that out. <laughs> yeah. So he's, a lot actual of people don't know that's his actual son. Really? Yeah. Wow. Don't they look alike? I had no idea. They have the same drawl. <laughs> we call it the bride on account of the wedding dress. Yeah. We've all just been calling her the bride on account of the dress. <laughs> So, oh, and they used the close-up tracking shot of the boots yep. on the floor was the same the as in the opening shot. Bill's boots walking. Yeah. I don't know why that's a thing. It's just great cinematography. Beautiful cinematography. Beautiful referencing. Yeah. But yeah, we see, we then get to see the the bride in, in hospital in a coma after L driver comes in and, and they have the assassination attempt and Bill calls and is like, gonna cancel cancel the assassination we're not gonna crawl into her room oh. like a rat in the night right when she's just asleep. about the needle is right the, in there yes yeah wow he's got him wrapped around his finger doesn't he he does they will Bill. do anything that he says to do yep yep they are his angels he's like charlie bill's angels <laughs> billy's angels billy's angels no. like k billy super sounds is it k billy k no Nope. K Bill. Not even a little bit. Kill nope. Bill. Kill. Nope. Moving on. Super Sounds of 70. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I always look for little links. That's definitely a link. All right. You could link it with the director. Oh, you know what? In the in the chapel, something I didn't see the first time. We're beyond the chapel now, Terrence. You, We've moved you past jumped the chapel. beyond it very quickly. How cool were all the bullet holes across at like chest height? Didn't notice. Everyone is mowed down and you see all the bullet holes from these multiple machine guns. We get to see the bride escape from hospital, which is amazing. After she wakes up and realizes that she's been in a coma for four years by looking at how much her hands have aged. Oh, is that why she looks at her hands? Yep. She looks at the creases in her hands and says four years. Oh, very interesting. Oh, how bad is it when she realizes? Yeah, the horror scream when she realizes that her baby's been taken away, which like appropriate reaction yeah how long did they stay on that shot it was i was in pain watching yeah, her i was wondering how you were going to go with that oh man that was i was i was with her on that one i can't remember 
I couldn't remember that. She'd uh, just that become moment. a mother as well. Oh, um, that, in fact, they had to delay shooting of the film um, because <laughs> Uma Thurman fell pregnant. Far out. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been hard for her to, to somehow embody to- a complete sorrow yep. uh, for that. That was, that was hard. Yeah, that was absolutely brutal. But mm. she, oh, she gives such a good performance in this film. But I heard... Like, and realizing that she's also been tortured and trapped in a prison while she's been in a coma as well. It's just horrific with all of the stuff that's happening to her. Yeah. Oh my God. How cool was it where as soon as she has it, like her heart rate is going through the roof. She hears someone coming and within like 10 seconds, she calms down and they make a point of having the the bing bing machine audible, but now the heart rate. (laughs) The bing bing machine. It's the machine that goes (laughs) bing. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Something to do with heart rate thing. Yeah. Cardio. Uses. Wait till we start talking about the clangy, clangy steel. <laughs> but how she regulates her heart rate. Yeah. She reminded me of, I used to watch, like when I was growing up, I loved watching the Iron Man series here in Australia, watching the Iron Man events. And they would always talk about when they, uh, they were paddling out on their, their boards, they'd come back in and ride a wave and they could bring their heart rates right down yep. within the two minutes of catching a wave back in so they could run. I just thought of that. Yeah. That's what she was doing. <laughs> she, was about to, she was about to go on the run. So. Top athlete. Yeah. Top athletes can do it, but just th- yeah. that that blew me away. The that struggle. Buck. Yeah, the buck is disgusting. Man. It was so nice seeing him get his Achilles tendon. <laughs> yeah. His Achilles ripped. Oh, he, her like Cut. smashing his head inside the door. So And then good. having the flashback to what had been done to her and then... And then, and then just that last little... like And the sound as well. And again, Tarantino showing some restraint. Didn't show Not it. showing it. Nope. Not showing it happen. No. Nope. But the shaky legs, yeah. the quivering of the... It, it's so much more visceral. The nerve endings in the brain just... Yep. And then we see her get us get out, get in the truck, mm-hmm. uh, and is trying to will her limbs out of atrophy when we get to see the origins of Oren Ishii <sighs> in some of the most stunning animation. I'm, I'm not sure of the production company that helped out Tarantino with this one, but I'm... It's in the credits. Yeah, I think it's I production saw IG, I think. I, I read. I'm not sure if, if that's right or not. I don't Feel know, free gonna... to put it in the comments below. I read um, the name. Yeah. Would you like to repeat it now on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got, Sorry lost just... we got lost in the water. Just having a drink there when I answered. Sorry if you didn't understand that. But I did read it in the credits. It, it, it is incredible and such a beautiful um, way to tell the story. Like, like films are a, a visual storytelling medium and like using all of the tools that are at your disposal hardly any filmmaker does and tarantino really gets gets into a groove here with with using all different kinds of styles and yet using this specific style of like hand-drawn animation mm. for it is just gorgeous i guess this would like arc back to any uh graphic novel style storytelling origin story oranges origins stories are huge in that world right especially superhero world so she's she's kind of a superhero in the villainous context look at this super marvel fan he did this weird little like where is he going with this terence hasn't seen volume two for a while so he he doesn't understand the references that he's making at the moment oh man i'm so awesome you're ahead of your you're ahead of yourself here with volume two that's why i'm 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 uh, yeah so that choice to do that a beautiful style and really amazing choice as well and the the 
cinematography that went into the animation little things like during the fight scenes in the in the early part of the animation the the lens not lens flares the light flares going past the characters as they're flying through the camera and the yeah, camera shake and camera shake in animation and the characters is run incredible. and their bodies stretch and yeah so good it's and amazing or the, one of the characters yeah. in that opening the one who shoots the bottle and kicks the yes um that's bill no yep yeah it's been yeah david carradine in an interview said that that's my that's my character in that in that scene with boss uh, Matsumoto. <laughs> so Terence has just left his body for a second. Wow! I know. I I literally learned that today, and it blew my mind. Gives it a whole new context, right? So he's been in that crime world. Oh man! I know. And so that's probably when he started grooming Oren. Yeah. To become yep. one of the top assassins. Yeah. Yeah, he, he oh, probably man. would have grabbed most of them as children and, and trained them to become the deadliest people in the world. And what's the name of the squad? The Deadly De- International Viper Assassination Squad. Also known as Divas. The Divas. Oh, how cool is that? <laughs> I never realized that. Yeah. And there are so many fan theories about the divas possibly being the five the fox force characters five. in fox force five yeah there's yes. there's some similarities there and uh you've actually got a question to ask me before the episode ends that i'll link back to that no but before doing the episode yet. ends i have to or remind myself yeah, yeah I, re- I read it out and he went oh yes that's a good one ask me yes ask me that while we're recording but yeah that okay. that's a stunning stunning achievement in filmmaking that whole animation sequence yeah uh, and then learning how deadly she is and then just <laughs> One ticket to Okinawa, please. Oh my god! They're still back to that <laughs> animation. Way. You know the. I, I've I've never been affected by an animation so much as I have with this. When the mother just gets ex- executed through the bed and the through the bed the and blood as the blood starts face. to drip through and timing it with the music mm. and just how you see it slowly weep into the mattress and then drip far out. And the father, the head, mm. the and the eyes just uh, all of it, all of it. The music, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Stunning. Do you think he directed that? Oh, he did. He he would have directed it, but he yeah, yeah it, was it would have been studio involved. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts, right? Just blew me away. Just watching it, I was thinking, what the hell am I watching? You don't right need now? any more of it. I think watching a whole film with that style, I think, would oh, probably no. be a little bit too excessive. My brain just probably just wouldn't be able to keep up. Uh, but like for that that moment of learning about Oren, uh, and then yeah, by by twenty one or nineteen or however old she is, she's one of the deadliest oh, women in the world, and yeah, yeah, awesome. She's so good. And then yeah, we're we're going to get her, and then we go off to the man in Okinawa. Now this is the next chapter. The next chapter, chapter three. Yep. Good because in my notes I wrote chapter one, two, and then chapter two. I didn't get to the name of it because I was just watching, <laughs> and then my notes were. A sp- spattering of smattering of a couple of cool things and then chapter five question mark (laughs) (laughs) what happened happened? so chapter three yeah um uh, oh chapter three is the origin of oren oh Uh, chapter four is the man from okinawa and And where we name is hattori hattori hanzo Hanzo. uh sunny chiba the incredible sunny chiba 
who is just a hurricane of charisma and talent in this film. Like <laughs> how I am also referred the difference to that he has when he's playing like the restaurateur versus, versus when he's oh. Hattori Hanzo is amazing. Such a good performance. And, and we've spoken about it before, how Tarantino just manages to get these incredible performances out of his actors. Uh, and yeah, it is, it is well and truly on display here with, uh, with Sonny. Cause I've seen him do some other Western films and not so good performances but yeah this one is just stunning so he his persona was changed when he's the uh the sushi chef yep um and to to when we realize he is Hattori Hanzo yes but also um the bride has the same one find the bride don't say the name again I'll have to beep again so the bride has the same uh, persona shift which is so cool and i thought we did a bit of a pulp fiction here i'm thinking where are we going way back in the past where she's maybe on a gap year and <laughs> she speaks very differently yeah. and uneducated with the world no no she's she is playing, playing the game yeah holy moly yeah getting in there to make sure that it is him yeah and then and then yeah dropping the dropping the bomb on you i'm here to see her how did she know it was him was it the sushi he gave? It's a movie. And she recognized the cut. No, maybe he, he, she knew before she went in and she was just of course having a bit of fun. Uh, but the dynamic yeah, the dynamic between him and his like his his helper. His helper. Let's call him a yeah, helper. Yeah, the Assistant. tea the tea maker. Maybe they're brothers. Uh, I don't know. It's the family business. Um sort their dynamic is so fun and it's so funny watching them play off each other. That whole scene of where she's she knows like three words of Japanese and, and he's, he, he's like, oh, you're very good. You speak like we speak Japanese. And oh, no, now you're just making fun of me and you should learn. It's really easy. <laughs> it's so good. And then when he, when the helper comes in and they have and their like, argument, it's like, what do you want? Tiff. Yeah. It's like, I always make the tea. Why don't you make the tea? We've always said, with 20 years, I'd be general by now. Yeah. You'd like, be general. Oh, I'd be you, emperor. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd be general, I'd be emperor and you'd still make the tea. <laughs> go and get the warm sake. Do you understand? I'm not bald. I shave my head. Do you understand? It's so good. What? He says that. Oh, does he? It's one of the funniest you jokes in the there. entire film. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, he's in Japanese. I missed it. In Japanese, he looks at, at Uma Thurman, at the bride, and is like, I'm not really bald. I shave my head. And then in English, he goes, do you understand? Oh, my and God. And then he throws the towel at him. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, when, when the... the drops it. When the Hattori... Yeah, the Hattori Hanzo name drop happens and stops cutting and you hear the sake bottle drop in the background as well yeah like oh no it just got real that's yeah and that was very very ah oh, where i was like got oh, good 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 we're yeah. we're here that's yeah. what we like we like these reveals and so we we find out that bill is a former student of hattori hanzo mm-hmm. um and he has sworn a blood oath to not make another sword again uh, the whole law behind this sword and this sword maker mm. is just so incredibly nuanced and yeah. and well done. And it's a testament to the writing and just the way that the film is shot, where it, it lets you know that this is a, such a big deal. And it does come massively into play in volume two, the Hattori mm. Hanzo sword. Okay, cool. As, and it, it already does have massive implication at the end of this film as well yeah with Oren with Oren she can't she cannot believe that yeah. the bride has has a sword yeah that was good too I like the little times where the audience gets to enjoy with a little dig in to the baddies like yeah yeah you show her that emblem yeah 
at the base of the sea. lie. Yeah. Perfect. I was so close. I went to a like a uh, a convention, like a nerd convention, a while ago, and there was a like nerd a sword convention. a sword maker there yeah. who had one of like the bride's sword. It was a replica, obviously. Oh. It was not the real one that would have. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It wouldn't. I don't have that kind of money, and I don't know. It was like a few hundred bucks or something, and I was like, oh, I <laughs> "How much I, will I nerd I'm out?" Like, I now. really want to buy one of those swords, and I did. Here it is. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. I don't have it. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't see you prepare that. What are you doing? <laughs> Falling out props. No, oh, I should have bought it. It was marvelous. <laughs> Where would it go? On the, I, it would it, probably sit here. It'd be if you yeah. had it. It would be the centerpiece. No, it'd probably be on the top. It's probably not wide enough to set. That's You've got fine. a different sword there now. Yeah, that's the master sword from the Legend of Zelda. That's not film related. I don't know which one would be more impressive. I'm not a Zelda fan. Sorry to all the Zelda fans out there. Oh, who would win? Yeah, probably the it's, it's Hattori Hanzo. God, it cuts gods. Hattori Hanzo sword. Really? Yeah. If if you encounter God, God will be cut. Oh yeah, okay. But that's just him saying that stuff about his own it's thing. It's real. It's like me saying if I made this glass, I will turn into Superman if but I drink out of it. You're not the world's best glass maker though. He's the world's best sword maker. It was an example. No, it was a horrible example. What about the way I roll my jeans up? If anyone else saw the I should stop, shouldn't I? Very much. Let so. me check my notes as well. <laughs> great, great episode, Lee. Great episode. Here's where, now where we're going to check our phones for a second. I'll provide the vamping vamp bit again. Go on. Yep. I'm done. <laughs> God. <laughs> you need to words, Terence. I'm good at words. Oh, 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 oh. We're still talking Hattori Hanzo. Yes, we're in the man from Okinawa. And our bride is now transported to a secret room upstairs, which may be an attic of sorts. With a wall of swords, gorgeous. Take swords. it away. Yeah, it's it's, what it's so much fun when we see we see the bride go up and there's yeah this whole whole room with so much history. Mm. So you can feel it, feel the history in this whole moment, uh, and it obviously convinces him to make her a sword. It's going to take him a month, uh, and she's going to train, get the sword, and then head over to to Tokyo and start cutting them down one by one. So cool. Stay here. You can stay here and train. I think, oh, maybe possible slight spoilers for volume two. Um, I think Oren is the only one that gets killed with the sword. Oh, okay. That's okay. I can deal with that. Yeah. I can deal with that. How nice was it in that scene where um, our bride is, the bride is looking and admiring all the swords and she goes to reach for one and he's in the background. He goes, next one down, choose that other one. Yeah. And even more so when he says, you know what, I'm going to make you one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so. such a, it, it, again, it, it adds to the, the, the heightened reality of it all mm. um, and the over-stylization and just is showing the history of what these, you know, weapons are capable of. Yeah. Like the respect that they have for them. Like these are, these are a privileged item. Yeah. It all goes into it. Stunning. You don't buy these things. They are not for sale. Um, the baseball. I didn't, I didn't say sell me. I said give me. Far out. What balls to say that? Yeah. But he would. He would have to have known who she is. You reckon? No. No. He. He doesn't. Oh, okay. Which is why. 
when she name drops Bill. Okay. Yeah, because the vermin I have to kill is a former student of yours, and mm-hmm. he just he knows. And so even though he swore that blood oath, which Bill is the reason why he swore that blood oath, this isn't said in volume two, but it's just, it's people kind of fans and, and that are under the under, under the assumption that Bill convinced Hattori Hanzo to make swords for the deadly yeah. Viper assassination squad. Yeah. Um, as a guise of they're going to be a gift. I want to gift them to them. Okay. And Hattori Hanzo said, yes, I'll do it as long as they're not used for, for profit, for killings and stuff but they're assassins and they went out and they used them for killings to make profit which is goes against the entire law or religion of these swords mm. so he swore a blood oath to never make another sword again after what bill had done and now that he's got a chance to right that wrong that's why he makes the bride the sword oh how many people are in the divas four and is is bud one of them yes and is that all there is just those four? Or does he have more? No, that's it. Okay. Well, I'm sure he would have known who she is then. No, I well, thought... he's got nothing to do with the... Yeah. He okay. was just said... Bill would have said, I've got students. I want to gift them a sword. Okay. Oh, tell me all of their names and what they look like. And well, There's no. only four of them. There's Amanda. John. Paul and Ringo. Raylene. <laughs> Ah, uh, look, I think I, I was ready for her to, to say Oren's name. And this is another good build in the storytelling that he does because you get this big picture of Oren and her origin story. And she's the only one we know so far, apart from Bill. We do know Bill is a baddie, but we don't know how much in the picture he is. And, and that he was the student. So we would assume, okay, Oren may have been a student. Yeah. But then to write Bill no. in the window... Was great. The whole thing is her trying to get to Bill. Yeah. So he's just she's just cutting through people to try to get to Bill. Yeah. Uh he jumps down the stairs really quietly. Yeah, stay here for a month. And I love it. he swings down. So cool. Yeah, so he's cool. he's a he's an amazing character. And baseball. Yeah, it's the that was done for real. Yes. Cut, so cut they told me that before. Real. I want to make sure that gets mentioned here. Zoe Bell, That's again, the amazing stunt woman who uh who did that. Oh, she did that. Yeah, New Zealander. Cut the, the cut it in half. Overarm thrown baseball. Oh, and then we get it live. To the last chapter, which is Already? Yeah. The house of oh, yeah. blue leaves. The House of Blue Leaves yeah. where we meet Showdown at House of Blue Leaves. And who do we meet here? None other than an amazing band. Called oh, the five, six, seven, five, eight. Six, seven, eight. That's it. That's and then the movie ends. Yeah, nothing else happens. They're all barefoot on the stage. No, here's here's where we get into the 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 proper action of the film. Like I what fell it was asleep sold in on. this bit. You fell asleep. <laughs> really? You know I did. Oh, you must have been tired. I was dead tired. Yeah, okay. Dead tired, and I was forcing myself <sighs> to stay awake. And it was just when we walk into this into this scene, and I thought, oh. I'm going to watch again tomorrow, but I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes away from it. And I started slumping down on the couch and I did the body jolt waking up and then I thought, no, why are we recording? You haven't seen the film. No, I rewatched it. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, that makes so much sense. I couldn't believe (laughs) it. 
I watched it. Right. But I had to watch it over parts. There's so much that happens in that yeah. whole fight. Like it's as, as much as it, you could be like, oh, it's all same, same. She's just cutting through 88 people. No, she's not. Like there's a lot of different things that are happening in that film. I completely forgot that she like just cuts one of them in half. Like from the top down through the center and he just splits, he splits. like a taco shell being snapped. Man, I I totally forgot that yeah. she just pulls someone's eyeball out. When it and then it goes and black it goes and black and white. and white. All right. So funny story. You mentioned Hilarious. during you mentioned during the Pulp Fiction episode that you rented the film. It was one of the first. It was it was the first R-rated film that you ever rented when you turned eighteen. I think so. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, yeah, you were just so excited to yes. to be able to do it. So I rented this film or bought it. It was a long time ago now from my local Video Easy. And I brought some friends over. We I'd never seen it before. Brought a couple of mates over. We put it on. It got to that scene and that happened and it went black and white. And I kid you not, I was like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry to my friends. Something's happened to my like DVD player. <laughs> and so I've like paused it and gone through like the menu in my television. And I'm trying to find where the color went. And I was, I'm like, I had no idea. And I was so apologetic. And I'm like, this is amazing. I don't know what's happening. And then like, we just were like, well, we'll just, we'll just plow through it. I guess we'll just watch the rest in black and white. And then it, I, we realized <laughs> that when she like blinks and it goes back to color, we were like, oh, oh no. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I wasn't, I wasn't in the like, Yeah in the cinematic world yet of like film loving. I was seeing that that's a technique. Yeah. Nah, I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I felt like such an idiot. I I remember who I was with as well. God, I felt like such an idiot. (laughs) Well, good. That doesn't make me falling asleep during it. Feel, make me feel so bad anymore. That was something I couldn't help. (laughs) Oh, it was so funny. Wow. All right. Well, look, I did fall asleep. But I watched it the next day from yeah. a little bit back further. So you I fell asleep due to exhaustion, not due to the film. You should yes. you should qualify that. Oh yeah, I fell asleep because I was exhausted. Yes, and I was trying to push. I was like, "This is unbelievable!" Like the hardest thing to do when you're tired is to like the the thing that's going to make you fall asleep the fastest is to try and stay awake. It's you bang, you're out. Oh, mistake, mistake. Yeah. But know. I'm glad that I had the nouns to stop it because I think I was sideways on the couch and I jolted again and watched it again because in that whole sleepy phase that I was in I missed a lot of the key <laughs> the key killings of the uh, the 17 year old Oren's right go, hand go, arm, go. you know go yeah. go I missed that I missed the arm arm cut off of Sophie I missed so much yep. so I'm glad I rewatched it good so much happened and again the cinematography yeah that single long shot great but he had like he had this huge space he had a a full sound stage to work with yeah and just used every every millimeter of space to move the camera in yeah it it, it either would have been a cinematographer's nightmare or dream come true oh yeah I think, in, oh, both, in fact, I think both think, happened in that film. I mentioned that the that long take, like that super extreme mm. long take, took yeah days to prepare, and they did seventeen takes. The cinematographer collapsed from exhaustion oh. at the end of the day. Wow. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Much like you did watching the <laughs> watching that's the un- film. That's understandable. Yeah, it's like I get it, man. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching it, woo! Empathetic. Took it out of me. I love the um. What was it? There was a crouching tiger, hidden dragon. You remember that? Yeah. And the jumping and yeah. definitely not the first time that that was used in film, but I think brought into the Western film, you know, we've, I'd never seen many, many films from Japan or anywhere like that. No Chinese films, nothing. I wasn't versed in any Asian cinematic experience to see those things was groundbreaking. Uh, but then, to utilize techniques like that here to make characters run up walls. Yeah. Ta- so Tarantino cool. loves it. Like he's yeah. so into that that world and, and all of that that style of cinema, the kung fu yeah. kung fu films and I mean he loves westerns. He loves everything. Sci fi. Yeah. I really want to see him make a sci fi movie. Oh maybe Please you will. make a sci fi film. Maybe you will. I don't think he will. How many has he got left? One. Are you sure? Yes. What if he classes Kill Bill one and two as one film? He, he, he's counted them and it's, he's got Damn one it. left. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. At the point of recording this, when the movie calendar is all finished, he may have his whole 10. Ooh. Okay, cool. Maybe they'll all be on the calendar? Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not all of them. You I'm just sorry. lost a subscriber. Like, Quentin I, is out. I love Death Proof and I love The Hateful Eight, but I'm sorry that they're, they're, they're not going on the calendar. I've seen Death Proof many years ago. I love it. I, think it's great. I can't remember any that, of it. He says that it's his worst film. I'm gonna have to watch it again. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of fun. What you know? What okay? It's got so Zoe Bell in it. In that? Oh, really? Yeah. As an actor or as a stunt? As Zoe Bell. Oh, cool. She plays herself. Cool. Does she get in the car? She gets on the car. Oh my god! Okay, different film. All right. So this scene. What do you want to mention about it? What else? I just love how we haven't really talked about cinematic techniques or anything, and we're just going linear, linearly. And, and gushing. I'd love to talk about some of the the hyper-realistic like fighting that's in this film because mm-hmm. it's just... It's limbs getting lopped off and people getting cut in half, heads coming off and mm-hmm. blood spurting nine feet into the air. Like, it's, it's just... It's a complete and utter fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and there was no other way to do it. And Tarantino was just... He said he's done it because it's fun. It is just good fun uh the reason why the black and white happened mm. i think this is really interesting is wait for- was it to do with blood yes so there was a a lot of the old japanese films uh, or films from asian cinema that would come to the united states wouldn't be able to get away with like the rating systems that the united states had where they had a cap on violence and swearing and so forth and so what they would do is they just make them black and white. So during the fight scenes, during the bloody scenes, so that they could get past the ratings boards. And so Tarantino did it as an homage to that, as well as added bonus of being able to make it Show more appropriate more. for television. And yeah, yeah, which is fun. Maybe that's right. Why right in that eye pulling? Yep, it comes out. Eye gouging. Could you call it eye gouging? Yeah. Plucks like the eye little... out of his skull. Flush them a defiant eye. Oh, is that said? It's a nod to volume two. Oh, okay. Well, I know there's a big eyeball scene in volume two. That I do remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's a couple. 
There's two. Oh, man. Well, this one definitely was one. Oh, is this the third? Yeah. But this oh, is the first. God. This is the first. There's two more. Um, I, I do like, I mentioned it before, I do like when uh, she calls out to Oren and she's got Sophie. What's it? Sophie? Fatel. Sophie Fatel. <laughs> Come on down and just chops her arm clean yeah. off. Ah. And that was the, that's the, it's not the first. No. Oh, man, we didn't go to Oren's. Oren lopping off the head. Oh, my goodness. We skipped past that. How we yeah. skipped past that? So what, so what about when? Yeah, we can talk about it still. But yes, that was unbelievable. That got me ready for it because I did forget a lot about what happens in that crazy 88 fight scene. How can you forget, man? Well, like you said, it's so easy to think so much goes on and it's just bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And that's kind of how it blurred into my memory. I forgot the pieces like the hmm. the gingerbread um. man in half. <laughs> the arms coming off. Forever known as the gingerbread man. And the, the eye plucking uh you know the the running up the walls there was a there was a moment where she runs up the wall and jumps off the sword Sword, or something and everyone goes oh did you hear that yeah they all gasp yeah there's there's also there's also two wilhelm screams in this scene as well what's a wilhelm scream he he just put it in he just edited it in it's that if it was people listening at home who didn't know, that's oh, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when you'll, that happened? You'll hear it. Trust me. You will have heard it before. It's very, very well used sound in cinema. Okay. Yeah. Good. You'll, you'll ha- you have to hear it. I can't stop the podcast and like, oh, let me just Google it so you can hear it. I'm not going to do that. We'll edit <laughs> it in here. I'll show you after we finish recording. All right. I'll put it in. How are we doing for time? Doing all right? All right. Uh, all, right, but no, all, right. all culminating in uh, in... Uh, the bride getting to have her showdown with Oren. Uh, with Oren out in just one of the most gorgeous places that's ever been shot on yep. film that yep. wasn't done by Roger Deakins. Uh, just that snow garden. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the water feature going. And, and she, she mentions it, right? Oren? Doesn't she what say a beautiful something? place to, yeah, to die. Yeah. It were, it's so peaceful. So peaceful, so beautiful. And she's in that white outfit. Oh. The white gown. Yeah. Just beautiful. Should have ended there. The whole the Tarantino, whole you ruined it. <laughs> Should have ended with that. What a beautiful place to die. And credits. Would have been beautiful. It's so yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> Um, but no, I love I love their fight that they have. It's again, it's directed so well. I love that it has time to breathe, like it goes slow, mm. takes its time, uh, and yet is still incredible to watch. The bride gets the fir- like it's like one of the first times that she's injured. Like, yeah, she she she's on the back foot. Like she yeah. gets a big slice down her back, collapses onto the ground, and yeah, you got to ice that. And Oren, uh, Oren starts taunting and mocking her. You're like, mm-hmm. oh. Poor Caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords. Like, this yeah. is what happens. And then she gets her own little cut on the leg and then it, oh, has that moment of, I'm sorry, I mocked you. Yeah. Start the battle again as equals. And then, yeah, clash of the swords. Lop off the scalp. And it really is a Hattori Hanzo sword. So good. Oh, imagine. Oh, it wasn't the scalp. It was the skull. Mm. the top of the skull went. the skull her brain is exposed yeah. she was originally supposed to be decapitated in the script 
And then Tarantino had the idea of doing that because he wanted her to realize that it was a, a Hanzo sword. And she wouldn't have been able to do that if she was decapitated. Yeah. That was good. Yep. Good retelling of the story. And we get uh, we get the nice little little tail end bit where we get the, the trunk shot of Sophie in the yeah. in the trunk of the she's car. Got the yellow yellow the helmet. motorcycle helmet yeah. on. Yeah, so terrifying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we learn that that uh well, we see Bud for the first time, who we don't know who that is yet, because we see him in volume two. Well, we don't see him for the first time because there are a few uh, grabs of the four of them leaning over her oh, body. Oh, yeah, right. So we do see that he is one of them. So True. he's he's the only one that we don't really see any movement of yep. until that moment. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, and yeah, the, the, the big cliffhanger at the end of the film is when Bill... Interrogates Sophie. Well, she, he's well, talking to Sophie... And Quite threateningly. No, he just wants to find out. Hands yeah, like no, he, he just wants to know. And she's my petrified. Poor, my poor sweet Sophie. Um, tell me, tell me what happened to you. Like she's disfigured, and uh, and yeah, does she know? Oh, that's right, she got no arm. Does she? Um, <laughs> does she know that her daughter is still alive? And then bang, credits. And people had to wait a whole year for it, but you don't, because you'll be back next week for volume two. Yeah. And Bud mentions there's a there's a shot of Bud sitting on a, like a porch somewhere. Yeah, I said that. Did you? Yeah, I said we see Bud. Yeah, but what he says? He, what does he say, what Terrence? He says something like, <laughs> "I don't know." He says she's she's got every right to. What that woman deserves her revenge, and we deserve to die. And we just. <laughs> I didn't. I picked up my phone. I wasn't. I don't have that quote written down. I knew it. I would say. Because I'm good like that. He drops me in it sometimes. He knew that I didn't know it. Occasionally. All I right. Get to, so I get to have some fun. So we've done a, a linear, pretty much a linear retell. Yeah, it's the first time we've ever done that. Of the story. I don't mind that. We jumped across some bits. Yeah, well, but... we're not going <laughs> to spend the entire runtime going through. Oh, and then Why this... not? We pretty much do. <laughs> and then this frame is so good. Now... We didn't talk about how she went from the back seat of the car to the front seat of the car. Oh, quick. Let's do that. Let's do that. No, we're not going to talk about every uh, every moment of the film. So, uh, we'll do what about when's now? Should we? Or should we go Do you have anything that any you want to say pieces? beforehand? I really... Yeah, I wanted to hit home a little bit more about the, the over-stylized... Do I want to say anything? Let's yeah, talk about the over-stylized nature of the whole thing. Go for it. No, you go. <laughs> you can't interrupt and then not say anything. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. You asked me what I want to talk about, and then kept talking. <laughs> no, I sh- we shouldn't do it. Let's go into what about when? <laughs> you don't want to hear about it, do you? I do. I do. Because that's how we started. Uh, I love the yeah. So there's there's so so many things in here that that keep reminding you that this is a it's a, it's a fake world. It's a false yes. world. It's a, it's a film that's designed to be a piece of entertainment. Yep. Um, and it's like everything from like when we see Bill, we don't see Bill, but we see his gun when we get a flashback to the, the bride getting shot and it just shows the bullet like slow motion coming out of the front of the pistol. And like mm-hmm. that's, it's so fake and over the top as well as um, like even like during the fights, like the crazy 88 fight, one of the first kills that she does. Oh, it's the, it is the first one where mickey comes down 
and she like stabs him through the front and like lifts him up and uses him as a lifts lifts him up over her head and then like tosses him to the side yeah so it's all like you know what you're getting yeah yeah so all of all of that plus the color grading at the beginning of the film in the pasadena home and Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like the grass just like electric green mm-hmm. everything all of it all of it the animation in there the going flicking from black and white to color and yeah the the kill bill films okay of course second one i don't know but i'm guessing uh, from what i remember it's quite similarly uh done in terms of its stylized nature the second one yeah but there are big elements where it goes to different style altogether yeah right there, there are there are some yeah very much over over the top yeah stylized heightened things um especially with pi may and but we're yes. going to talk about that and that that kind of changes all together yeah uh into that style i totally forgot what i was going to mention but oh no i didn't uh is this one of tarantino's in your opinion one of his more most colorful films colorful as in just like like do you mean that literally uh or like as well as with his over-the-top stylings of violence i mean it's it's, it's, it is absolutely up there Uh, yeah for sure i would say that django unchained has a lot of similarities to this one as well where like there's just there's violence that happens in that film that is just so dramatically over the top yeah um that that almost almost equals kill bill you one. reckon yeah yeah when's the last time you watched django yeah a while ago in the there's, yeah Whoa. yeah there's a lot and it's oh, fantastic okay. like blood spurting yeah no and more like he has a shootout like all of the the shots like it's just it's things blowing oh, up okay and, like the blood squirt like oh cool like instead of like squibs they've got like a bucket like, like a balloon <laughs> attached under their clothes that just explodes oh out okay cool oh well good yeah that is yeah. what I meant yeah like someone gets like shotgun on the ground and the explosion goes up like nine feet in the air with okay. blood and, yeah alright that's awesome then oh man I can't so, wait yeah, to watch there's a lot Django like again yeah Django's good that'll probably appear on the calendar I can't wait to see that again um, let's go into some cool moments some what about when? yeah I reckon cool. let's do I'm, hashtag I'm happy with the style so here we are hashtag what about when for Kill Bill Volume 1. This will be episode 28 for mm-hmm. those playing at home. I remember that because Pop Fiction was 27. Yep. Uh, and yeah, the best way to contribute to this one is through Twitter or Instagram. Uh, make sure you use the hashtag WhatAboutWhen when we announce the films uh, so that we can find it and add it to this point. We are at the movie cal everywhere. You can email us as well. Uh, we are themoviecal at gmail.com. All of these are in the description below or on our website, themoviecalendar.com. Yes. And we have a what about when from Instagram? Let's go. I would love to start with that. Yes, please. Let me get up, get it up on my uh, electric telephone. Is it an electric telephone? It's got electricity. It needs electricity to run. Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. Oh, Instagram. Here we go again. I remember doing this a little while ago. Going all old daddy on you. I don't know if that made sense. That sounded gross. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing I do. I can talk and you can look it up. So that's fine. <clears> Thank <throat> you for contributing to everyone who has. We really appreciate it. And here is a contribution I'm about to read from Instagram from that girl obsessed with Disney. Thank you. A couple of underscores in there as well. But I think we'll pop this on the screen. Yep. Now, that girl obsessed with Disney. Hashtag what about when just the whole fight scene of Oren and the bride. The score, the cinematography. Chef's kiss. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it, absolutely stunning. Like we said it again in the full episode where yeah. that whole snow covered garden at night it seems it feels like the entire light source was just the biggest full moon that you've ever seen in mm-hmm. your entire life. It's just stunning. And just the drifting yeah. snow as well. It must have been so cold for that. Well, it's probably I fake. Mean, it's, no, I, I'm talking about setting oh, the scene. In the in the film. It's probably fake. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> it probably wasn't outside either, you know? Just saying. Just saying. And it probably wasn't the real moon giving the <laughs> I really got... I got carried away with it. Yeah. I re- it really took me to a really silent place where the snow had just fallen yeah. and it was still falling and it was silent. Have you have you been in uh, soft, fresh fallen snow before? Yes. You know, the silence that you that you feel. I just felt that. I was at a ski resort, so it wasn't that quiet. <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. There's like this real sense of calm before the yeah. storm when they when they walk out there and and it's just you're just waiting for it. Mm. And yeah, the seeing the little water feature mm. tap up and down and mm. uh, <laughs> before before the yeah, the amazing music comes in. Is that does that water feature show halfway through the fight? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I yeah, thought after it was me. after like, one of them gets cut. Where was that before? Yeah, it would have been nice, but it was nice to show that. Yeah, it, it, it just the whole thing is awesome. Because the bride walks out there, she has this this wall, and she's like, oh, "What's behind this door?" Wow, really cool. I didn't think it was outdoors. I think that's one of the beautiful things about it as well. Yeah. Oh no, it was on a stage. I didn't realize. <laughs> The scene was built as if it was outdoors. It was outdoors. But you said it was on a stage. In the film, yeah. <laughs> you're saying that it... Like, in the film. In the film. The fact you're that saying that it wasn't outdoors. No, I love that it was outdoors. Yes. Because I was prepared for, in the film, for when the wall went across... For it to be in this for room. For it to be another room. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was a stage. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it was a stage. <laughs> All right. Do you have any what about wins? I have a few. Uh, I do. Yeah. So I uh, hashtag what about when we get the and it's another Oren one. Surprisingly enough, my first one. Uh, when we get Oren's origin story in the animation mm. sequence. Yes. It's just gorgeous. That whole sequence is stunning. That's a that's a what about win for me. And then I have like three what about wins inside of that sequence. Yeah. Yeah. There's but so many. Just unbelievable. And oh. I mentioned the the cinematography used in it and the the sword coming through what about when Terence learned that it's actually Bill in that scene who kills Oren's father man in the last few episodes I've had some groundbreaking uh, learns and I want to put like the big earthquake shake on my face and zoom in but it's too much work and there'd be too many of them <laughs> yeah so that I can't believe it I have to watch that again now to see Bill he's so lanky and evil yeah do you have some like of that ones Yes. Thank you, by the way, for uh, from uh, That Girl Obsessed with Disney. Thanks Thank for you. your What About When. Uh, yes, I, now I have to switch apps. And go into I was my trying head. to get you to smoothly do it I mean, between talking. Without like telling people that yeah. you're doing it. Uh, okay, what about when, when uh, the bride cuts the arm off of Sophie Fatale? Yeah. <laughs> Just awesome. Totally unexpected. She's writhing around on the floor. That's so cool. And she yells to all of them. She goes, those of you that can walk or those of you that are alive you may leave but yeah. you've got to leave your limbs yeah except for you sophie you stay yeah like, oh you're in trouble <laughs> i just felt like 
<laughs> like in school when the teacher yeah. says, everyone, you can go, James, you stay. Like, Ooh, so there. much power. Yeah. Yeah. All those right. of you who are lucky enough to have your lives can leave with them. However, leave your severed limbs. They belong to me now. Oh, what do you think she did with them? Make a necklace? <laughs> uh, she was probably hungry after all that fighting I'd imagine mm, works up an appetite do you do you want me to keep going with mine I've got a few uh, but I think I've spoken about them what about when the bride pops the eye out of one of the 88s that's really good I have a I have a, another Oren one which is um, hashtag what about when uh, Oren's um, history of being Chinese American at the at the at, at the, the boss table. meeting, yeah. And uh, <laughs> as a negative, it was brought up very specifically as a negative. And yeah, she uh, she cuts off Boss Tanaka's head for it. And then the amazing speech that Lucy Liu gives is just a, is so good. She yells good. Yeah, she has good yelling. <laughs> Scary yelling. I won't ever ask. And then straight back to come to her. Um, that's a very intimidating person right there and then yeah written written for for her holy moly that character uh i yes she you know what's scariest about that is how she silently just gets up and runs across the table <laughs> boom head comes off man love the blood spurts yeah <laughs> <laughs> As the, as the blood pressure reduces very realistic uh what about when oh the opening shot yeah opening shot that floored me yeah uh what about what about when buck uh yep, sells that's you have to say. bride's yep. body to people so they can rape her i've never i've never ever fathomed anything like that in any other film any other scenario that i've come across in my entire life and yeah, watching this play out disgusting. like that i was just thinking how good is the security in some of the hospitals here in Australia? I hope we've got good security in hospitals where there are Again, heightened reality. Holy moly, Fake scary. Um, what about when she bashes Buck? That's yeah. marvellous. That was great in the doorway. Yes. Uh, what about when Lucy Luba heads the boss? <laughs> we've done that do one. You think, do you think boss Tanaka, before she beheads him, he smashes his hand on the plate and breaks the plate? I reckon DiCaprio saw that and was inspired by it and went, you know what, I'm going to smash some glasses here and really hurt myself. I reckon Tanaka would have hurt himself on the plate. I don't know what you're talking in about. In real life. Di- DiCaprio and Django. It's in what? In very famously, it's very famously he smashes... He's in that film. You, you don't, he's trying to get me. <laughs> but Boss Tanaka, when he smashes down, he smashes the plate. <sighs> yes. I wonder if you hurt himself. He is not with me on this one at all I'm going to say one more what about the animation yeah we spoke about that <laughs> <laughs> what about when Terence asked me the question at the end of the episode Lee I've got a question for you <laughs> I noticed oh wait what, what about all the red apples red apple cigarettes what's the thing with that well, that's a question it's not the one you wanted, but I want to ask that. Red Apple Cigarettes are just a staple fake cigarettes? brand that Tarantino puts in all of his movies. Oh, it's just question. a thing he does. Great. Um, why does everyone get to walk around with samurai swords on airplanes and in airports? What's a really interesting thing at the beginning of this film or the end of this film, this is based on the characters by Q and U. I didn't ask you. I was meant to ask you and that question. 
uh, and some people are like, what does that mean? What is it all about? So that's Quinton and Uma. So they came up with this story together when they were making Pulp Fiction. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. So And it was Uma Thurman that had the idea. It's like, oh, opening shot. Woman lying on the floor, covered in blood, wearing a... Uh, a wedding a dress. A wedding dress. Trentino was like, oh, done. And then like just took the idea from there and then wrote the entire film for her. Yeah, so that's why oh. they're created by Q and U. Is what that is. Oh my god! Over. Yeah, so that's oh, how that happened. Pulp. I like the little pulp reference when she's in the kitchen with Vivica Ray Fox, and she says something about being a square. Yeah, no, she says um, that. Yeah, if you, if you, cause you want to get even. It's like, do you think killing me will make it even? It's like, no. To make things even, even Stephen, uh, I'd have to kill you. Go up to Nikki's room, kill her, and then Wait make for, for the, the good Doctor Bell to come home, and then kill him. That'd be about even. That'd be about square. Square. Yeah. I was disappointed they didn't do the dotted square. Like no, I, no, but you don't need it for that one. I love it. There's a. I've got a joke to tell you off air about that. I can't do it. Oh, is it too rude for our viewers? Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay then. Uh, but yeah, so thank you everyone for contributing to what about when? Thank you to uh, that Disney girl. Yes. Yours, that girl obsessed with that Disney. girl obsessed with Disney. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the contributions. Uh, we're going to add Kill Bill Volume One to the movie calendar right now. Uh, the date that we have chosen for Kill Bill Volume One is April 29th. and the reason why we put it on that date is because we thought we'd celebrate the star of the film, Uma Thurman herself, the bride. He's beeped it out again. What did I beep out? Yes, that one. Okay, yeah. Uh, it is her birthday. And yeah, this being such uh, an iconic role, like not just for her, but just in s- the world of cinema, mm. um, celebrate that by putting it on her birthday. So thank you, Uma, for such an incredible performance uh, and a memorable character. Uh, again, changed the landscape of cinema. And she gave birth to this film pretty much. She had the initial idea. Yeah, it was it was her idea. Oh, man. So cool, right? So cool. Well done. Do you have any other questions before we wrap it up? Probably. All right. Well, you can ask them in the comments below. If you have any questions, <laughs> let us know and we'll try our best to answer them. Any comments, pop them down, uh, down below. That would be amazing. Thank you, Terrence, for recording. Thank you, Lee, for letting me ask Kill Bill Volume 1 questions when we do Kill Bill Volume 2 next week. I'm so excited for you to watch kill with volume two again because there's, there's like actual things that you talked about during this episode that are like oh cool really important in in number two that you just have no idea like the superhero thing that you mentioned <laughs> oh I know, I know what i was doing i hope you were all listening out there in radio land wait thank you everybody for listening cool. and uh we will see you next week for volume two make sure you get in your hashtag what about wins thank you so much bye yeah.